With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I think a mutual parting is possible in Pittsburgh. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Identify for me coaches that you believe are coaching for their jobs. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Washington, Carolina, mm-hmm. Chargers. You got the Raiders, the, too. And again, it sounds weird. Pittsburgh, New England, Seattle. But those would be, would be changes. Earlier on the show, NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Troy Vincent. Coming up, Colorado Head Coach, Deion Sanders, Fox Sports College Football Insider, Bruce Feldman, actress Shelly Hennig, and now, Rich Eisen. That's a fact, and here's proof. Hi. <laughs> Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Uh, we've never had the actress Shelly Hennig here before, but she's automatically uh, going to be one of our favorites because she's clearly a friend coming down here in the ring. And if, 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 if we're going to apply that standard to Andrew Whitworth yesterday. Absolutely. And even though we've had him multiple times before and I am actual friends with him. <laughs> right. We've got to apply that to anybody in Los Angeles. Anybody. <laughs> Again, that, I, that might right. actually be accurate. This yesterday right. it was not. No, I played. I played this Thunder. morning. It was. It's like. And so basically we're, we're telling people out there around the rest of the country. Think of us. Um, so we're here. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, teas, on uh, teas on teas, this program. Baby. Please and peace. Deion Sanders, hour three as well right. on this show. Bruce Feldman's about to join us here. Um, uh, there, there's a new uh, Oregon, Oregon Duck receiver, right? Correct? Yeah, I saw that. I don't know his name. He's my, I just he's saw my new passing. favorite receiver yeah. in uh, Big Ten because he told uh, Ohio State, no thanks. <laughs> Welcome to Big Ten, uh, uh, Phil Knight, right? I imagine. <laughs> Jeremiah McClennan. Yeah, flips from uh, Ohio State to the Ducks. Yep. Wow, you don't tell Ohio State as a wide receiver I'm not coming, right? See ya. Unless you do. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's fun. In their Cotton Bowl. Fun. We're getting ready for the uh, the Rose Bowl. Interestingly enough, Bruce Feldman wrote a piece. He spoke to every coach that's played Michigan, and every last one of them thinks Alabama's going to win <laughs> the Rose Bowl. Shocking. Very strange. There's more to that. You're just, you know. What, bare, what's, you're, more, you're, what's more to you're, it? You're bare bonesing it. Okay, so it's put very, more meat on very it. Very simple. What is it? What well, is I'll, it? I'll let Bruce do it when he comes out. He did write the piece, but, okay. you know, guys are watching film. Uh-huh. They're seeing the difference between the beginning of the season where your schedule was, how do I put this uh. cupcake? And then the end of the season where it was backloaded and you play a little bit tougher competition. Yeah. Sees a different Michigan team Got it. Uh, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Okay. Interesting. End of the year where they didn't have their coach for three times, three games, right? Because he was running it. No, he wasn't running. He was he was running it. He was running it. 
I knew about it. Oh, you're, you're he knew head, about it. You're the head coach. He so are you in charge it. or you're not in charge? He did know about are it. Are you in charge or you're not in charge? Can you send me that article that that that, that are where the evidence is that he that or he, are you not okay. in charge? Do me this Why favor. Why did he accept the suspension then? If he do me do me this favor, send me that article that says he was running it and knew about it. Do me that favor. Unless uh, did maybe, he accept the wait, suspension whoever, or not? Did whoever, he stand down let me ask this or question. did he fight it to the bitter end? Let me ask Which you this question. Which did he choose? Let me, because if I'm correct, if I remember correctly, yes. he accepted because he knew it was going to be way worse if he fought it. Let me ask you this question: <laughs> Did you receive the report of the fully baked investigation that somehow ma- magically got dropped on the doorstep of the NCAA by somebody? We still don't know who. The NCAA hasn't why come out how ma- they got why that. Why does it matter? Absolutely who? matters. Why? Why? Be- because it matters <laughs> to me. You can't even deal with a straight face. <laughs> no, because it matters to me. I just want to know if that, if they dust for DNA on that. CSI? CSI Ann Arbor? CSI NCAA. If we dust for prints on the dossier that got dropped off or the IP addresses, are any of them based in Columbus, Ohio? That's what we all in Michigan want to know. We want to know that. Because well, it's, ba- it's in the well, past. Well, you, already, the past. you already think it. So what it's does it matter the, if it's, it's true or not? It's in the past for this year in terms of Harbaugh has been suspended for it. He served it. And and Michigan didn't lose. And and, and Except that he was there literally every waking second well, except the three hours a, of game cor- time. Well, yeah. Or or, <laughs> so. or the hour before or, or, or however long it took him to get into the locker room after it. Sure. I mean, if you really want to boil it down. Um, so honestly, and so that's done. And, and and what's also put to bed is that Michigan had such a remarkable competitive advantage that they would lose without it. Didn't happen. So that's gone now too. Even it's Nick Saban is saying, yeah, that, that, that's, that was no big deal. Anyway, we switch stuff up all the time. And he, he just, he just used that as a speed bump. He's already moved on and hired somebody from the staff of Michigan to basically tell them what the plays are and match them up to the tendencies and the signals. But other than that, which is legal, totally legal to do. Yes. So, so other than all of that, the only thing that's left is what's going to happen with Harbaugh once the season is over, whether it is January 1st or January 8th, and whether they do have a trophy or not. Or if he stays, the NCAA just keeps knocking on the door with the dossier that clearly you must have that's in front of them, um, that they see a fully baked um investigation conducted initially by who knows we don't know i have no idea that's what i want to know so you ask me why do i want to know why does it matter why does it matter because it matters it matters to me it does you either broke all the rules and and thumbed your nose in the face of what if somebody broke the rules what if somebody what if somebody broke the rules in in handing that investigation to the ncaa with information that they had no business having would you be interested in that business they had no what do you mean they had no business having what if there was something that is in this investigation that is so if i see bad things happening and i maybe go out of my way to find out and report that information to authorities i'm wrong what so you're he, blaming the people who reported no, the no, wrongdoing? No, I'm not blaming them. What that, if there's information in there that they um, broke a law getting? What if that's? Would you be interested in that? From. Would you be interested in that? So what's worse, breaking the law to find the worst, the bad information of people cheating, or the people breaking the law to get the information? So you're saying they're are worse? Are you no longer? Are you not interested in how this got on the doorstep of the NCAA? Why does it matter? Because it matters. To you, because because you you feel aggrieved, so you're now the victims, even though you committed the crime. Three words, Chris. 
I've explained it to you, and I still don't understand why you're not with me being a Patriot fan. I am fan. not with you on this. Michigan versus everybody. I, I am not with I you on I don't think this. it's all that. Everybody. I don't think it's that. Again, everybody. I guess who? It's great. It's, it's not, great. Uh, it's great. And I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it like I've always had it. Super rich. It's great. I and I don't understand do why you're not with me on that. You forfeited you forfeited draft choices. How are you not with me? We did not forfeit draft choices. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. They were, they were stolen. They were stolen. Oh. <laughs> you got do you want to know how they were stolen? You're yes, interested I do in that. I, I do know how you, they were stolen. The did NFL did not understand science. That's how they were stolen. Good enough, but at least you had a whole full report on that. I want a report. You got a report. Uh, I want one. The first report never came out. I want one. So pay pay $5 million for your own report, which is what the league did. (laughs) Did they? Okay. You guys are the best. It's time. (sighs) I'm exhausted. I'm not. It's like my cardio every day now. Honestly, I'm I'm used to I'm used to it now. It's great. Defending freedom is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what free for. Uh, it's time. It's time. It's a Wednesday. It's the NFL season. It's time oh. for my power rankings. Hit it. Hit it. This is my power rankings. There are many like it, but this one is my power rankings. All right, here we go. It's week 16. Oh yeah. And it's time. It's time to start really spitting facts. Like the last 15 weeks, I was dancing around. Dancing, dancing around, around the facts. Dancing around facts. Dancing around, no, with facts. That was a good now I'm just. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to really lay it on the line. Dancing around facts. Not that I wasn't before. I'm just telling you, it's time. There's a new team on my power rankings list. Oh. And it's quarterbacked by Jake Browning. Oh, The Bengals wow. are tense. Oh, wow. The Bengals are tense. I'm concerned about Jamar Chase's health. But two, the way this two weeks maybe, right? the way this kid is playing right now, ball. and T Higgins, how about that play that T Higgins made, That's taking that 50-50 ball and saying it's not a 50-50 ball, it's a 100% ball, and I'm reaching for the pylon at the same time. Unbelievable! I think he was mad. I said he wasn't him last week. <laughs> he was, he <laughs> definitely <laughs> consumes this program. He also <laughs> wants to be paid. Let me just say something: the defense, the defense, coordinated by Staten Island's own Lou Anarumo. It's similar to the last year's team. It's similar to the teams that we've seen make the playoffs. And as long as Jake Browning is doing the Jake Browning stuff and, you know, remembering times where the Minnesota Vikings used to make him feel bad and he's going to take it out on the Vikings, now here comes the Pittsburgh Steelers, the only team to have beaten him. I'm right about that, I think. The Bengals are 10th. On my power rankings list, new to the list. Number nine, no change. Zero change at all. The Browns are there. Joe Flacco. The flacco Sants, Love that. flacco Sants. My baby. coach of the year candidate. Kevin Stefanski. They're going to go to Houston yeah, they are. this week. Oh. That's a big eight and six team hosting a nine and five game. Joe Flacco and Case Keenum. Let's go. Buckle up. Two guys. <laughs> two guys who are uh, all too familiar with their couches. <laughs> This is it, man. Although Case has been around all year. But bottom line is the Browns are ninth. No change. The Lions are eight. I'm keeping the Lions at eight. Now it's time for a bunch of changes. You might think the Lions should be a little bit higher, but that one game against the Broncos made me feel like it's still in there. I need to see more consistency to start moving them up because those that are inconsistent or have been moved down. I think this is the lowest they've been ranked on my power rankings all year. Down three spots are the Philadelphia Eagles at seven. 
I'm putting them at seven right here. I think that's fair. And I am seeing a three-game losing streak, ill-timed to say the least. And I am seeing a defense that is not taking the ball away enough. And, you know, with, with those guys up front, I mean, Jalen Carter, let's see more game-altering plays from him. Let's see some sacks. Let's see some takeaways. That's been missing just as much as consistency on offense. So there's seven. Down four spots. I'm putting the Cowboys here. And I I, I, I couldn't have been more disappointed by that. I, I put them at two, and I'm like, this is the year it's going to be different. And then they go out and put on, on, on tape and in front of the whole world to see on live TV. Just the same old, same old. All right, let's have a team that is uh, coming out, hitting you in the mouth in a very difficult environment to focus and execute, and it just steamrolls downhill, and they just get blown out and see you later. So... Bills Can, had to win that game. Dude, I know what they had to do. The Cowboys had to also. If they want to be the one seed in this this conference, they had to win that. Every game is have to now. I don't want to hear that. Who needs conference. it more conversation? So they got the Cowboys. Uh, I've got the Cowboys four, uh, down four spots. The Miami Dolphins are up two spots at five. Um, I, I think the Dolphins are going to win this game this weekend, personally. And I think that they are – what a move, man. Tyreek, sit. We need you for the final three. We got this taken care of without you with the Jets coming to town. I know they just put up 30 on the Texans, but you sit. We've got it. And they just totally crushed it and removed the taste of that loss to the Titans directly out of their mouths. Up two spots because I still think this team has a shot at the two seed. I still think that this team winds up with uh, 12 wins when it's all said and done. I like the Kansas City Chiefs still. That's still a, a championship defense. I think they win out. I think they're 12 and 5. I think they win this division. I think they still have a shot at the two seed. And I think that they still might just wind up when it's all said and done hosting the AFC championship game Whew. anyway. That's still in the ether. And Karma is still a freaking boy on the Chiefs. All right. So everybody back off. And I love that she's working blue. She's acting like every fan is. She's just the most famous woman in the world. And I, I'm just concerned at some point. Brittany Mahomes is one more uh, Kadarius scissor hands game away from pulling a full-on Giselle yeah. saying, my husband cannot <laughs> throw and catch it. So let's catch it and she remove should. that pressure from Brittany, please. She should. On behalf of all the Mahomeses. <laughs> Number three on this list, up two spots. I put the Buffalo Bills third on my power. Oh my God! I am putting putting an eight and six team number three. I love it. I love it. What's up? Because (laughs) I love what they are doing. They are playing some of the best football in the NFL right now, and I will keep saying it. Number four. It's not seventeen, and it's not number one four. Because that's what it's all been about. Allen, can he can he put on the Superman cape? Can he do it himself? And then where is Stephon Diggs in all this? Where is Gabe Davis in all this? You know who takes the pressure off of that? James Cook. He did it against the Cowboys. He's done it against the Eagles, and it didn't wind up with a win. He is amazing, and I'll say it again. He's playing like Christian McCaffrey for the Bills. And if he is that type of talent week in week out look out look out you better keep them out of the tournament he did not practice today with an illness let's get uh let's get some fluids in him everybody but and, and then again i mean 
The Bills are taking on Easton Stick and uh, the Chargers and and Giff, right? It's not Coach Giff, it's Coach Giff. I think it's Coach. <laughs> okay, Giff. Coach yeah, Giff. Could be. Giff, uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's uh, let's just everybody understand how good this team is. They're three. Number two on my power rankings list, up one spot is the current one seed in the uh, AFC. By the way, Lamar Jackson is playing better this year than he did in his MVP year of 2019. That's a fact. I'm concerned about Keaton Mitchell going down, but this defense is championship quality. Lamar is MVP quality. John Harbaugh is coaching out of his out of his skull right now. And um, Kyle Hamilton, I spoke it into existence. He's on Friday's show. Hey. We're excited about nice. that. Son number seven. Uh, he has no idea. Man, you have no. so many kids now. He man. has no idea that someone from Notre Dame could be the son of a Jew. He's coming from Antonio Cromartie <laughs> and Phil Rivers. Well, right? I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, you could see you, the touchdown, right? That, I mean, that's technically. Uh, all right, number one. Touchdown. I should stay out of that lane. <laughs> wow. And get back into the power rankings. <laughs> the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Who's I don't even who? think you needed to say that they were number one. I think we knew, right? That's I mean, it. So here are my I'm not even backing it up. I'm even telling no, you why. it's just like, hey, they're one. Let's move on. It's, you can see it. You know <laughs> yeah. it. You see it. Right. And uh, the Jaguars are out. The Bengals are in. And everybody else has just been reconfigured Oof. with the exception. With the exception, the only one that stayed put, I'm all over the map, uh, is the 49ers, the Lions, and the Browns. Everybody else uh, moved around. That's a good list, Rich. Thanks. Oh, I mean, it's a really Thanks, you, Mike. Mike. you, Mike. Dude, don't blame the list. Blame you- your team. Blame your team from laying an egg. Hey, look. Up in Buffalo. Apparently, we can't beat good teams, right? That's the narrative. Uh, we always uh, talk about uh, narratives, can't right? can't beat good on teams. So what happened? On we went the on the road and we lost to a good on team. No, that lose. was your narrative. You so you, you, shouldn't have been, you shouldn't have been surprised. Yes. You didn't lose. Also, Buffalo had to win that game. No, and we're God. in first place. You the said sun was in your eyes, too. It was marvelous. It was marvelous. So we're in first place. That's Again, like I said on Overreaction Monday podcast, get it now where you get your podcast or on YouTube. Cowboys are fine. And I pointed out to you. Cowboys are fine. That the Dallas Cowboys are the only team in the NFL where the overreaction is a reasonable statement. (laughs) (laughs) You going reasonable, zagging. Cowboys are fine. While everyone else is zigging or zigging while everyone else is zagging. By being reasonable. That's that's the overreaction. overreaction. With all due respect. My sleep done. I drop. Yes. All right. Before Bruce Feldman comes out here, go ahead and get your Game Time app on your mobile device today. It is a perfect way to get ready for the holiday season if you want to take your family or your spouse or your significant other or any parts of your family to a special night at a basketball game, a hockey game, a football game, at a concert, comedy. You want to go see a comedy show Every single possibility is available to you to buy tickets in seconds with two taps and have no guesswork involved because you could see the view from every single seat that you choose. You can get all in prices to show you your total up front. You know you're getting a great deal before you check out. And when you download the Game Time app, create an account and use the code RICH, you get $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms if you wish. Again, create an account, redeem the code R-I-C-H, $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Bruce Feldman's coming out here, everybody. It's signing day. Feldman's entering the Rich Eisen Show portal. (laughs) 
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Look who's here, everybody. It's uh, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic and Fox Sports. Ooh, uh, sitting ovation, thank you. There we go. Yes, yeah, sitting ovation. Uh, I just asked you what, what games you're going to, and you're going to any bowl games? You're going uh, to... I'm going to the Rose Bowl, and I'm going to the, maybe the national title game. Oh, really? Okay. You got that going on. Um, not going to the uh, Cotton Bowl? Not going to go to the Cotton Bowl? Uh, no. Okay. I might go to the Chargers-Bills game this oh, weekend. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. Going to go see Easton Stick? I, yeah. Try to go see. Or Will Greer. Who knows? Could be, I, that'd be wild. That would be wild. Can't be any worse. So no Cotton Bowl. Because, you know, there's a, big, there's, a, there's a big 10 team. There's a big 10 team in the Cotton Bowl. There's a big game in the Cotton Bowl. It is a big it? game. There's a, lot, there's a lot of good matchups. It's on December 29th, I think, right? Yeah. Some of the games are surprisingly bumped up earlier. You know why? It's your fault. My. The NFL takes over, so nobody wants to go up against ah. the NFL window. Well, the NFL, excuse me, the NFL has uh, just had its final Monday night game of the year. Monday night football game of the year because, you know, there's Christmas Day. And then after that, they're staying away from the the uh, national championship semifinals. Well, it's the playoff is different than I think all those, you know, right. the other bowls. So I don't think Georgia-Florida especially with Florida, Georgia, Florida State, um, right. kind of that would be into the NFL. So. Okay. Yeah, and Ohio State's taking on... Mizzou. Uh, oh, Mizzou. Missouri. Mizzou had a great year this year. They did. Yeah. They Eli Drinkwitz did. did a good job. Yeah, so. didn't, he, didn't he call themselves America's team? Well, taking a shot at Michigan? I see it all. I see it all. It is everybody. It really is everybody, Bruce. Uh, it's everybody's taking their shots right now. It's great. 
I don't understand why you're not hard, with me. Hard, hard, hard. I, you're as a Patriot fan. You should be with me in this. They wouldn't be the only cheaters. No. <laughs> wow. From all sides. Good one. Wow. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Bruce Feldman of The Athletic and the uh, great uh, Fox Sports college football team joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show in his usual Wednesday spot. It is signing day today, it right? It is, yes. What is the significance of, is is this is it as significant as the transfer portal, do you think? Or no, has it, it lost its significance? It's lost some of its significance. Okay. I am going to say something that will probably make you unhappy, but okay. I will say it anyway. Please. The number one recruit in the country, Jeremiah Smith, arguably the, the top receiver to come out of South Florida in a generation okay. from people who are dialed into that sort of thing, uh, had been committed to Ohio State for a long time. People thought he might flip to Florida State or Miami. Mm -hmm. This morning he announced he's going to be a Buckeye. He's good. That's big for Ryan Day. They did lose another good receiver commit to Oregon. Yes. But, you know, I think it, it, it's a sign of like, hey, people are still believing. Oh, well, I mean, they're, uh, all you got to do is see who just caught the, the game-winning touchdown thing, yeah. pass on Monday Night Football. I know. It looked, like, know? The, looked like the Rose Bowl catch he made. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they showed – did they show that on, in the game? I don't know. I, I thought I saw that on – maybe I saw it on, on Instagram on, and something, on, like that, on, something like that. But yeah. I mean, that's all you got to do is just turn on the, you know, the turn television the tape, set in the NFL. You know, Brian Hardline and Ryan Day have cranked out elite receiver after elite receiver. Right. So hopefully, you know, he'll have a great career and then go on and become an offensive rookie of the year in the NFL, just like Garrett Wilson and C.J. Stroud will be and maybe Marvin Harrison Marvin will be and next year. share if it's, uh, you know, the, the same thing that they lost their last games to Michigan. Hopefully that'll just be part of, of that young man's path. Yeah, I, it, it kind of blew my mind a little. I talked to Marvin in the Stop. summer, and he was like, yeah, I got to beat Michigan. I haven't beat them yet. And it's crazy that this guy is the most talented receiver they've had there. Yes. and But he's not. He's going. I mean, I, oh, I heard, no, he, said, I heard no, he said he wants to win the yeah. natty, and he wants to see. He doesn't want to lose to Michigan. I, but he's he's a Pro yeah. Bowl receiver right now, potentially. Like, yeah. You can and, truly make that case. And he checks every box. I mean, he's like right. a delightful guy. He's very smart. Yes. He has great work ethic. All of it. You know, he's, I would say, probably as good as has come out of college as a receiver in a long time. Well, I know Joel Clatt, your colleague at Fox, has been, he was talking about him being one of the top receivers in last year's class. He would have been a top available. receiver last year. Wasn't a great receiver, dude, but he's he's got really good size. He is super athletic. So good. And he's, you know, he's super intelligent and have, have the work ethic and the competitiveness. Yeah. He's, to me, he's a camp. So, again, just returning, signing day is what? De is it devalued? In it's a devalued way? a little because what's happened is the portal has become such a big deal. And what a lot of coaches have figured out yes. is uh, yeah, development is key, but we may lose those players two years from now. We need guys now who are proven players. Yeah. And so it may be guys who are at smaller schools, at group of five schools, some even like FCS programs. I mean, Jared Verse, who you will talk about in the draft early, you know, in the spring, was at what was known to you and I when we were growing up as, as SUNY Albany. Um, it was a Great Dane in that league, mm -hmm. you know, and then he got spotted. Florida State got him. He had a terrific year last year. And that normally, you know, years ago, that wouldn't have happened. He would have probably ended up maybe making it into the Senior Bowl or the Blue-Gray game or something and blew up in the draft process. But because he was able to, you know, Florida State found him, you know, this is the thing where we've seen lots of guys 
just have a second wind or get a second chance. And it's different. Everybody's looking for the everybody's looking for their Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow was kind of buried on the Ohio State bench. He goes to LSU and he becomes the greatest player in LSU history and leads him to a national championship. And obviously everybody as you want wants one of those to change their fortunes around so quickly. But again, I I'm maybe it's as the cynic in me, but every single time I see any signing or any announcement about signing day like a day like today or the transfer portal, somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering how much money was involved in this. Well, it's, and, and yeah. that's because that is what's going on right now, but right? It's I no mean, secret. I mean, what, what you don't know is often exactly how much, but that is absolutely what's going on. I mean, I've talked to a lot of coaches last off season where they were like, guys are poaching, they're recruiting off your roster and they're saying, you need to get in the portal. We'll pay you this. And even the, at games where they're, they're competing against them, right? Yeah, I've definitely heard from coaches going, they're looking around the post-game handshake and they see the head coach talking to one of their players and they kind of get a, a, a sinking feeling. You know, the schools with the best collectives, the programs with the best collectives, certainly that is the Oregon Ducks, you know, Phil Knight, they have, uh, you saw what they did recently. They get Dylan Gabriel, who was the one quarterback who beat Texas this year at Oklahoma. Um He's going to be an Oregon Duck. He'll probably be a really good fit in that system. And they'll probably, you know, when they go into the Big Ten next year, he'll make them a legit playoff contender. And and when I'm saying this about, like, how much money is involved and things of that nature, not to go full Greg Sankey here, but, you know, how do we know the money that's offered actually winds up in the hands of the kids as part of the commitment that's been made verbally or – is there any paperwork on this sort of thing? Like, were there's, you some, there's definitely some, with, but like with an, an actual sum of money that's on a contract that a player and the college oh, sign. Like, this. we did a big story in the Athletic uh, about a year ago on a pretty high-profile quarterback recruit out in Northern California, who at one point, and the money that was speculated and reported on how much he was supposedly getting to sign with the University of Florida was outlandish numbers. I mean, we're talking into the eight figures, like $13 million. Wow. And that was essentially written on a bar napkin. That wasn't going to hold up. He ended up, you know, not transferring. He ended up basically at at, uh, Arizona State. So that's the point I think Chip Kelly's making that I think resonated with so many people because it sounded his two minute soliloquy we played that last hour before you were coming here for our audience, his his concept of let's not wait for Notre Dame essentially to join a conference. Let's have all the conferences become Notre Dame mm-hmm. under the construct of a commissionership and sixty four teams that I guess are decided that are allowed into the football being removed from everybody else's athletic departments. Everybody else can go under the same old construct. Like the Pac-12 could technically still exist for the Olympic sports or the right. or even basketball. But not football, yeah. But football is separate. And let's come up with rules that does handle the issues best that they can of NIL and transfer portal and scheduling and things of that nature and playoffs. And let's go and do that. Why... Not is what I'm asking you. What? Why? Why? What? That sounds too normal. It does, and it's it's he is he has had some of these ideas for a while. I've you know we've had these conversations offline, at least you know dating back the last four months. And there's 
you know, cause he even talked about how, cause he's more familiar with the NFL model than most college coaches. Cause he coached in the NFL. He described it where you're going to be playing a certain other conference yes. in a rotational basis. Just the like same the way NFL the, divisional yeah, the, models. Right. Yeah. And uh, the other things that, you know, he talked about was, you know, how the TV rights would work. Now, some of this though, you know, if you're ESPN, you, you basically own the playoff. You own a lot of college football. Um, some of these TV deals are going to, you know, how are you going to get around some of them? So then make a, a commissioner consortium ship of, you know, your boss at Fox, the bosses at ESPN, just hand it off to them. I, know, I think all, there's some honesty. Like, I mean, you know, there are some athletic directors who have come from ESPN. You know what I mean? So one of the things that, that Chip has been has talked about for a while, and it's something the head coach of your alma mater talks about, is revenue sharing. And, you know, what percentage of that? Like, he has been pretty bullish on the players need to get taken care of. And Harbaugh has talked about that publicly. I don't know, you know, I it's hard to get the, these people together on a lot of things. And I'll use this as an example. So a year from now, we're going to have a playoff. It would be running right now and into the portal, into signing day. And one of the coaches, I, a head coach I spoke to this week said, we, and this is a guy who's on the AFC board, because we haven't even talked about that. Meaning like stuff just happens and they cannot get out in front of anything. You know, Chip, like a lot of coaches, their frustration was a lot of the rules that, that college football, major college football has to deal with often come from places that are not major college, you know, presidents or or ADs, their their orbit or their perspective or what they deal with is it's it's not even it's not apples and oranges. It's like it's like apples and spam. You know, there's just it's a completely different thing. And so that's why I think he looks at, you know, independent status and all those other things. But I think it's you know, Chip might be a really good person to be the commissioner of this. Well, he doesn't want to be. But I was like, I don't think anybody, you know, our old, you know, I think you probably worked with him back in the day too, Tim Brando. He's been talking about a conference commissioner since he was probably at ESPN. And he's, you know, he's railed at it. I can't imagine, can't tell you how many conversations I've had over drinks with him where he would talk about that. <laughs> But he is not wrong, at least about that. He's not wrong yes. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Timmy B's uh, conference commissioner meetings would be amazing. Tim Brando. I but would, I, but I, he's been talking about that for a sense, long, though. long time. But, but the question is, is who's going to say this is madness? We're smart people. There's a lot of money at stake. We all understand the revenues involved. Let's figure it out because you just said something, Bruce Feldman, that totally blows my mind. So next year, coaches of programs that are now the first round of this college football playoffs will be getting ready for the games while they're figuring out who's coming in for National Signing Day and who's in the portal and who's not. Obviously, I know they have staffs for that. But get out of here. It's so stupid. It's dumb. And it's supposed to be higher education. Why are we doing that? So figure out who's to do it. And I will just, as I said to you before, uh, to, to these guys here before, Chip Kelly saying what he's saying about, you know, uh, paying players and whatever and doing that sort of thing. He needs to be careful because at least Harbaugh's got the NFL to fall back on when he's getting drummed out. 
Chip Kelly, I don't know if the NFL is going to be there. For no, him. I don't. But I don't think I don't think Chip cares about like you know he's going to say what he thinks, and I don't think he's worried about that kind of thing. He's giving his opinion on it, and um, it, make, it makes complete sense. So then, I guess the last thing for you is like, so what will be the impetus that that next year a bunch of like a bunch of blue blood programs will be like this is nuts. We're getting ready for a college football playoff game, and I got to make sure this this kid is actually going to sign his letter yeah. of intent, and I'm going to be texting in the middle of a, a film session, or I'm stepping off a podium to do my media availability for a college football playoff first round game. I'm on the road. I got to figure out how to go on the road, and 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 I'm in the middle of all the recruiting. Like, some who's going to step in and do this? Who's going to be? The I think adult? one of the things in this particular coach I talked to made the point of like, look, everybody knows we're well compensated. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us, but logistically, like it can't hold up. It can't. So, so what I'm saying is who's going to be, who is it Sankey? Is it, is it one of the, the, it would have to be somebody like that. Cause it, if it can't be, look, it, the ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips, who was a former uh, AD at Northwestern is Notre Dame guy. I think he's one of the smarter guys in college athletics. Now he's ended up stepping in it from time to time. Cause He's coming out of the ACC and, you know, everybody's trying to speak to their constituents, right? I don't, that's the part where it gets, where it gets kind of sticky is who are the people who are going to have the platform, who are going to have the stomach to do that. I'm not saying they don't exist, but it'd be interesting to see who would get into that. There's been a bunch of stuff where I feel like Greg Sankey has, has wanted to do the right thing mm -hmm. for the big picture, but he also knows he's the one with the most clout because he's the one with the most resource programs, has a huge TV deal. Mm -hmm. um, some of these other places, like the Big Ten, is similarly well-resourced, but the Big Ten leadership has been so up and down, you know, from Kevin Warren, who was, you know, dealing with all sorts of stuff, and then he he jumps to the NFL. You got Tony Bacitti, who's at a rocky first year. He obviously knows the TV business. That's where it came from. Um, you know, the Pac-12, you know, was essentially rudderless. You have the, like, everybody is so trying to do their own thing because if they realize they don't, somebody's poaching them. It's it's a really, it's a really strange dynamic. I'm not saying it's never going to get sorted out. They have to fix, they have to figure it out sooner than later, but I don't know who steps in the middle of it because just knowing what I know about, like, how the CFP operates, like, there's stuff behind the scenes that would, like, kind of blow people's minds if they knew the level of dysfunction and, and knives out that goes in with that stuff. Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. You ever see Casablanca? You ever see that, Bruce? You ever see that movie, Casablanca? I did not. Okay. You need to see Casablanca. I know you haven't, right? Definitely not. Do you see <laughs> Casablanca? Of course, Rich. TJ, have you ever seen Casablanca? You know, bits and pieces. All the, okay. the most memorable parts well, of Well, you know, the, the, the there's a famous scene in Casablanca where the police chief is shocked that there's gambling going on in Casablanca as he's taken, you know, some sort of... I feel like I've seen this in Caddyshack okay. with Bushwood. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, right, yeah, yeah. Keep it fair, keep it keep fair. It's, fair. Brock it's, a, it's a famous line, like, the, the, the cop that knows that there's gambling going on is shocked, shocked that there's gambling going on in Casablanca. That's how I felt reading your piece that every single coach that coached against Michigan thinks Alabama's going to win. Could you have just used the Bushwood example with Judge Smales and not made me feel... Well, like, no, 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 no. Brock didn't feel like <laughs> no. we're so uneducated right. and so excuse me that's your problem <laughs> okay bruce like i don't know how you haven't that's seen casablanca let's see when was that released oh my uh, god good reference okay so 
Right. While he, while he's, while he's, he's googling up one of the most famous films of all nice time. Timely reference. Go see it. That means you're over two. Yes, sir. All right. So the the Michigan thing uh, is fascinating to see the reaction. So I worked on four different stories that are all running this week at the Athletic. Day one was Michigan. Day two, Alabama. Day three, which is today. Texas day four tomorrow's Washington okay talk to all these coaches who played them not all are the coaches from the conference most are but there's a handful that that I talked to or maybe played them in the Mm -hmm. non-conference the Michigan one as it turned out was the the most where when I talked to the these guys and it didn't hit me right away it actually hit me as towards the end of you know I was working on this it's like man the way these guys are talking about it's like Michigan's like a 10-point underdog and they're actually at the time was like a two point favorite, a one point. They're a one point favorite now, but I think there's a couple of things that are at play here, and I'm glad we're talking about this because, you know, I got so much blowback from Michigan fans who are already, you know, kind of at wit's end because of what's <laughs> gone on. Never mind you. Yeah. Let's talk about the 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 bulk of the Michigan fans yes, because of all the stuff that has gone on with the Connor Stallion story and how it's been reported and maybe the side comments and everything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, you know, the, the big tens punishment. One thing that I think happened or, you know, towards this is, okay, they went three and zero without Jim Harbaugh and that was the toughest games beat Penn state at Penn state beat Maryland trap game ish. And then obviously beat their arch rival again. I think the schedule, and then they play a really good defense, not a good offense, but a really good defense. Number one, you know, defense of basically they're going to see in Iowa in the in the Big Ten title game. So the schedule is super backloaded, right? And I think with the biggest question marks that, that coaches have is with J.J. McCarthy and the offense. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, hey, he looks so good in the beginning of the year. And then ah, I'm watching him now, and he they're not explosive at all. Well, they handed it off 20-some-odd straight times against Penn State to, to win that game. They did. Now, also, though, they, you know, he got a lot of pressure in the first couple series of the game. The right tackle couldn't block. And, look, Penn State has super twitchy edge rushers, Chop Robinson being one. He's going to be a problem for anybody. And I'm sure Alabama does, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, so Dallas Turner is of that ilk. He might not be quite what Chop Robinson is, but he's close. And... I think, so the word is, you know, J.J. McCarthy was banged up. And now, will he be 100% after a month away from, you know, the end of the season to now? Could be a different guy. Um, He's really athletic when he's healthy. So there's that. Yeah, I saw the quote. Like, what, he's got to play the game of his life in order to be at Alabama, right? To win it all. But you don't have to say that about Milrow, too? You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah, Um, maybe. Not really? Okay. I mean, again... I'm just if Milrow plays like he did against against LSU, who obviously has a bad defense, but he plays like he did against Georgia. And this is where I'm going with this. Most of the coaches did not see Alabama. I'm talking about the Big Ten coaches did not see Alabama play Auburn because they were playing that weekend. What they did see was Alabama beat Georgia. So they're sitting there and you're seeing Alabama at their best. You know, their offensive line look way better than it did against Texas against USF, uh, you know, against Auburn, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground defensively. You know, Hugh Freeze gave them a lot of problems with what he does. Georgia, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban come from the same place. I think it's 
what similar to what they practice against every day when they're practicing against themselves and then how do they attack it and Nick Saban also knows what gives us problems probably gives them problems because it's the same defensive family you know tree whereas you know people have watched no no lie I mean Michigan was you know, J.J. McCarthy, I think, threw one touchdown pass over the last five games. There was no question his his body of work in the early parts of the season and in the last parts of the season are two separate pieces of tape. I mean, so you put that part together with the part where, well, all this other stuff comes out. Right. And you already had some of these coaches feeling like, all right, they're getting an unfair advantage. And now they're looking to go, well, it does make you wonder. Did he, with him having the answers to the test, yes. and now if he doesn't, is he is he throw, is he operating with the same level of confidence? When you say answer, answers to the test, you're referring to the Connor Stallion stuff. Well, they're referring to to know which the blitz is which blitz is coming from where to know you know it's oh so the, his his lack of production in the last parts of the season is not to the similar part of the season, uh, uh, not similar to the earlier parts of the season, is not because of the scheduling. It's because he I had answers no. to the test removed. Is what no, I think we're, we're actually seeing the results of Michigan having the sign-stealing ripped-out root mm-hmm. and branch. Yes. One coach said he thought, okay, there is the ba- the schedule is backloaded. There were much better teams, right. but also con- conceded. It does make you wonder on that. A lot of other coaches I talked to also felt that was that oh. was a red flag to them. So then, one last thing, then and then we can yes. you know part ways and do this again very soon. And 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 it's fine if the answer is not the one that clearly I'm I'm digging for. Okay. Did you sense any sense of still resentment or anything, anger, resentment? from these folks that would color their remarks to you on this very uh, subject It's entirely matter. possible. It's a human nature thing. And I saw, you know, look, and I think enough Michigan fans who read me know I picked Michigan to win the national oh, title. Don't back worry about red, that but, sort of nonsense. But one of the, one of the, one of the um, commenters made a point. He was like, this is the difference between the SEC and the Big Ten. And it's like the SEC is kind of on is on board with its SEC, SEC, yeah. and the Big Ten kind of eats its own. And look, Nick Saban, you know, like he is, they, they have, I think this person used it, and I don't disagree. There was a lot of reverence for Nick Saban. I mean, this team barely got into the playoff, right? I mean, we talked about this before. It was like, uh, whereas Michigan, I think there is still some leftover hostility with some of the coaches. I don't know if it, I wouldn't say it was with all of the ones I talked to. Some of them haven't been in the league that long, don't have maybe as the personal animus, but there's a few I think did. And I think there was also, uh, when they saw it, it was like, okay, they're gettable. Now again, I think it really has as much to do with if JJ McCarthy's 100%. Like the guy I saw last year in Columbus, when they beat Ohio State, and to me, it was like had a, you mm-hmm. know, they could have gotten blown out of that place, but they were hung around and then they took over in the second half. He did not have Blake Corum. He had um, Donovan Edwards who yeah. w- went off, but Donovan Edwards was hobbled in the game because he had he was playing with like a soft cast. Right. And so they were not 100% and he hit some big plays. Like he's, I still think he needs to be at his best to beat Alabama. I And I think you could say that about every quarterback against every team in this, in this college yeah, football I, playoff, I, but I, I understand I, what you're saying. I get yeah. it. Bruce, thanks for coming in, man. Have a uh, great bowl season and a happy new year, and we will chat 
after the college football playoff semifinals. Sir. I'm Thank not going to see you at the Rose Bowl? Uh, you know, I'll see you at the Rose Bowl. Fantastic. There you go. We've established that. Don't go anywhere. We're back with Deion Sanders coming top of the next hour. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now on Netflix. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I used to know you when you didn't have what's going well, when on. When I didn't there. have hair. What's going on? back, Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do I, this? I do. Oh, wow. You do? I do. It, Rich, it will bring you back like no other. But, but, where, where, Just, where, but where am I now, though? When you say bring me back, where, where, am, not, I right now? where, where am I right You're not really where am I? happy. What? You're, you're enthusiastical, <laughs> but you're not really happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm happy with my head. Zoom in on it. I'm happy with my head right now. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with life. My hats have been cutting down. They, they were up to five days a week. Now I'm at two days a week now. Uh -huh. Because I'm feeling good about Prime right now. I'm, if I, I look at myself on social media, it's taken at least nine years off of my life. Nine years? Yes. I'm looking like a young prime right now, man. <laughs> you know, I looked at a picture of me and my profile the other day. I didn't know if it was one of my sons or me. That's the way I am okay. right now, really. Because, you know, you, you know, Suze, you know my wife. She's yes. like seeing you on the air, and she goes, huh. She's like, what, I didn't, is that Dion? I'm like, yeah, that's Dion. You know what she's hair. really saying? She, she's really saying, uh -oh. it, it, it's uh -oh. almost like a guy. See, we uh -oh. can't do this. You know, if your girl starts to pick up a little weight, you really can't say it. You yeah. just, you know, like, hey, you want to work out today, baby? Not not you, but we should work. You know, you can't say it. So she's like, is that Dion? Yeah. And she's just waiting for you to jump in there. It's like double dutch and you just sitting out there. <laughs> you know? and, she, and, and she has the ropes. And she's just doing the ropes and she just keep looking on you like, come on, baby, jump in. <laughs> Come on. Rich, you can do this, man. No, I know I can, but I mean... See, you got a lot to work with on the outsides. It's your expert opinion yes. having... Okay. See, you have a lot of uh, but if I donor hair. They call it donor hair. <laughs> Should I do it? Do it, Rich. Rich. Don't do it. Do it. <laughs> See, don't do it. Rich, do uh, it. You should do it. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. So uh, let's go to the phone lines. Terzo and I has been hanging on for a while. What's up, Terzo? All rise. What's... Hey, what's up, my dude? What's going hey, on? Uh, Rich, I want to say thank you for shouting out to my grandma last week, man. I talked to her later yeah. in the week, and it made it, it made her day. Man. Hey. Well, she, hey, well, well, shout out your grandma anytime, oh, Terzo. We she, just did it again. She had nice stuff to say about us. Why wouldn't we? What's going on? Well, dang right. Hey, uh, so, Rich. Watching that John Morant uh, return game last night, it's fun watching him. 
But listening to his post-game interview, I'm I'm scared that he really didn't learn anything <laughs> from this. And I know we've talked about it before at length. I just hope that he realizes kind of the impact that he has on the league. And I want him to continue to grow and be the player that we saw last night. I just hope that we don't have any other things that kind of reoccur to get us to the point where we missed the first 25 games. I don't know. He said, Terzo, I saw that too. I, I saw he said something along the lines of that he's been through a lot and and, um, you know, he, he's a basketball player and he's excited to be back with his he, – he just went third person a lot and, you know, said the play was, what, 12? You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I hear you. And, and, and I, I mean, they also caught him literally two minutes after he just scored the game winner. What, he put up 35 and 34 minutes or 34 and 35 minutes, something? It was, it was impressive. I, I, and they were – they were down, and they were down eighteen at one point too. Uh, no, I, into the second quarter, I, and I so. don't blame I don't blame him for thumping his chest. Why? Why would you want to see him just say, you know, I've been through, like go full Drew Locke? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. Yeah. It's just a different uh, setup. Just a little bit in between those two, right? Okay. Where there's there's no real need to say that you're taking receipts or anything. It's just, hey man, this was a great thing. I'm happy to be able to be back out on the court. Just anything along those lines. So, um, just okay. another another quick thing for you. I listened to Kittle earlier in the week, yep. and I think I'm gonna just put the the Brock Purdy MVP stuff to the side and say, whatever happens, happens. This team has bigger aspirations than just the MVP. I know how cool it would be, yep. but this year it's Super Bowl and nothing else. And I think that that's where this team is so locked in. And what what comes of it comes of it, but that's where we're going. Thanks, Terzo. You be well. I I think if the Niners win, the MVP comes from the 49ers. I think. Unless Purdy and McCaffrey split a vote to the point where somebody else wins it. I don't know. We will see. Um, Hour number three coming up. Deion Sanders, Shelly Hennig. One of the stars of Obliterated on Netflix in studio. And then more of your phone calls here on the program. Did you see Morant after after the game? Did you see that? I did. I, I heard. I heard the. Uh, you know, I got receipts quote. I just. I just saw people talking about it. You know, I. I, I honestly, those those moments are not usually the most introspective, which is why when I just said, you know, is he going to go full Drew Locke? Like that's why the Drew Locke was interview out, was so. Yeah. It was so. Um, it it kind of caught everybody. Yeah. So, I I honestly, the guys. Serve 25 games. I mean, I mean it's a, a hefty for a while. chunk of time. And if he hasn't learned his lesson, guess what? He'll he'll sit longer. So hopefully he did. But in terms of just basketball last night, that game was New Orleans in the bag entering the fourth oh, quarter. It felt like that time. thing was. Yeah. And for the Grizzlies, it's just like, okay, good thing he's back. It's going to take some time for him yep. to get his – Legs under him and for everybody to start remembering what it's like to play with him. And, you know, the team was terrible in the first month and a half for a reason. And then, boom, win. W. (laughs) Wow. That was – and then the double header on TNT. Two good games. It was great seeing the Celtics and the Warriors go at it. I actually read uh, last night that – Desmond Bain, I guess, jaw went up to him, and he's like, so we're going to get the ball to J.J., me and Jaron Jackson? And he's like, Desmond Bain looked at him and was like, hell no, you're getting the ball. Like, So they were ready for him. And why not? I mean, um, why not? He's he's the, he's the way through. Yeah. That's for sure. Prime time Prime next. Time.
humbleness. How is Susie, the kids, my nephews, and the, the, and the dogs? They just- <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Prime. Have Love a good you, rest man. of your day. You be well. Bless those dogs. Bless right, those. You. you got it. Thanks. This two boys, the man. <laughs> <laughs>